can a card game really change the world? Our guest, Gina Scurry, is a creator with a vision. She says, I developed this card game to encourage you to go out into the world and create deeper connections. Find out more. Join us for episode 291 of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Welcome, everyone. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And right along with me is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us again. And as always, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas that can help visionary leaders accelerate themselves and bring their companies along to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Now, Pam, as digital technology is creating a whole new world for everybody, mm-hmm. we're all facing unprecedented leadership challenges and opportunities. Now, one of them is really connecting with other people as people. Yeah, right? What a concept. What a concept. So, <laughs> so often, whether it's in business, it's in our personal lives, we really can get caught up in just the superficial conversations or transactions. And it can be efficient for transactions or, say, a quick message right. like that. But in order to make a positive difference in society, as the world keeps changing, we need to get to know who is below the surface and create genuine connections with others. Now, that's great. It, it's a fabulous idea, but it can be a big step from knowing that connection is really important to bridging the natural gap between people and individuals. We have to find ways to get past the barriers that are just naturally there. Yes. That's why we're glad to be speaking today with Gina Scurry, the creator of Over Coffee Games. I first met Gina. We were both going through professional speaker development at Heroic Public Speaking. It was a multi-day experience over three months. And during that period of time, I was part of a cohort, once strangers, who deeply connected through this. To me, it was a magical game. And it was Gina who was the developer. I enjoyed it so much that I bought a copy for me and Scott to play, and we have played it a number of times. We think we know each other really well, and we keep learning more and more and more about each other. There's always something new. So now we're these enthusiastic recommenders, and we're going to let Gina share with us a little more of the story of how she came to create Over Coffee. Gina, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Pam and Scott, thank you for having me. And I just want to say it just really makes my heart so happy to hear you playing the game and that you played it multiple times. Because, oh, yeah. Oh, we do. I mean, it's it's really a fun evening. And Sometimes it's over wine. but okay. Yeah, that's true. Over wine game. It works coffee, wine, ice cream. But tell us a little bit about what led you to create a game that's focused on creating deeper human connections. It's not an ordinary thing to do. Well, I think subconsciously, I really wanted to have deeper connections with people. And so I would find myself, I have many friends, swimmer friends, people I see every day, but it felt like the conversations only go so far. 
It's almost like we're checking a box. And and I'm kind of long for the journey, to be honest. I was going through a midlife crisis and I just asked God what was next. And he said, build a game. And I didn't think much about it. I said, okay. And I gave myself three years and I'm not a game designer. I'm not a psychologist. I just started working on it and I'm not year eight. And that's how it um, came about. I originally, prior to this work, I used to train adults to speak Spanish. My commitment when I taught that program was to leave them speaking to anyone, anytime, anywhere, and learning from every opportunity. And in it, what people would have to do is give up their reasons for not talking to people, and, and which I really loved. So they would get Spanish, but more than anything, they got more connected to their community and to the people in their lives, and they participated more in life. And that's what really excites me. So this game originally was by, was an embodiment of that work. And then fast forwarding, we had a few hiccups because I'm not a game designer. And then I eventually took out the Spanish and it all be, it became over coffee. Oh, so I was going to say that's a very interesting name for a game. Why over coffee? My original business was called Spanish Over Coffee, which I started on $5 on a bicycle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in coffee shops. So the name Spanish Over Coffee was catchy. And, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so when we took out the Spanish, we we're like, okay, over coffee. And the other thing I like about the expression over coffee is when you meet somebody with no agenda for coffee. So many times we have an agenda behind it. We want to date someone or we want to do business, which is great. Nothing wrong with that. But there's something really special when you just sit down and you just get to know each other for no reason. What surprised you about the process and about the impact the the game has had? Well, I think one of the things that really surprised me was, so I produced my first 100 games, the Spanish over coffee version, right? And this is kind of an odd story, but my my co-parent, who's my ex-husband, he actually set me up on a blind date with this guy. He was product development for REI, and he was telling the nation. He's like, you got to meet this guy. And I just got my game. So we played it that night with his buddies from like 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. in the morning. And at the end of that, we both agreed it was a great game, but we got to take out the Spanish. Uh, it made it complicated. Like it's something I could launch later, but to start with, just do over coffee. So I did that. And then I produced my first 500 copies and they sat in my living room in boxes because I'm a bit of an introvert because I don't know, I just thought they would just go out the door like once I got there, but they didn't. I finally pulled myself off the couch and I was like, okay, I'm going to have friends over like a potluck, right? And it would come and play. But then I said, okay, I'm going to do a monthly potluck. And only, friends only go so far. So I started, as I started playing the game, this is what really surprised me, Scott, is I found the game was teaching me. I really didn't know what I had. And I found the game not only is teaching me, but teaching everybody who's playing it. It's teaching me to listen. It's teaching me to ask follow-up questions as opposed to give advice or fix a situation or say, Wow. It's teaching me to set my rebuttal aside for another day, being curious. And as an introvert, one of the things I remember the first time I played, it's so funny because as we're interacting and Pam, as I was in that class with you, it just took so much on my part 
I, I thought to myself, okay, I want to be known. So to be known in that moment, I just had to choose to say how it really was. And when I looked at the questions, I thought to myself, who wrote these questions? Which I did. <laughs> when I shared what it really was, what was my real answer? I was surprised. I didn't die. People ask follow-up questions. But the other thing that really surprised me is at the end of the night, here are strangers I just met, and I felt so full of love and excitement, trust, connection. And I didn't know why that was in the beginning. It It happens on a regular basis and not just with me, but really everybody who comes. And I can give you multiple examples. Yes. And I was, you know, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't actually been there. I watched people who didn't know each other, as I said, and within probably a half hour, because of the structure of the game, which we'll go into in the second segment, it enabled us to communicate in ways I'd never seen people do before, especially strangers. Yes, I'm going to take that as a good place for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will speak more with Gina Scurry, the creator of Over Coffee Games, about creating conversation for connecting in surprising ways. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and we're on the web at businessadvance.com. We focus on enabling visionary CEOs and C-suite leaders to accelerate the momentum it takes to achieve game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. It's amazing to think that we're beginning our 10th year of Growth Igniters Radio. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Time goes thing. by. It's yes, it is. Thing. And this year we're receiving more top podcast awards. In fact, this includes the 2023 PopCon Award for Best Business, Marketing, and Tech Podcast. Yes. Listeners tell us they enjoy our conversations with visionary CEOs like Gina and thought leaders who are changing the face of business. They also really enjoy our Pam and Scott quick take episodes. So if you're enjoying listening to our podcast, spread the good word and become a recommender. Just open Growth Igniters Radio on whatever podcast app you use and write a review. And please feel free to share links to your favorite episodes, maybe this one, in your social media. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are speaking with Gina Scurry, the creator of Over Coffee Games, about how her game can help a wide variety of people create conversation for connecting in surprising ways. Gina, tell us how people can find out more about you and Over Coffee Games. So you can buy my game on Amazon. And um, you just look for Over Coffee and you'll find it. You can also find it on my website, Over Coffee Games. It's a great holiday gift. I think that's a really great idea. Think about all the parties that go on at the holidays and the conversations that people could have. Yeah, team building. Well, here's what people say. At my last game night, it's funny. I had 21 people, half of them I didn't know. I mean, literally, people were coming through my door. They're like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I didn't even know them. 
And this one woman, she's like, this is the best cocktail party I've ever been to. (laughs) As as you play, everybody has an opportunity to share and then they ask follow-up questions. So you really Mm -hmm. know several people there, but and not just at a superficial level, but truly. And I'm just thinking about this one uh, retired FBI agent. So there's two of them. I've never had FBI agents before at my party. And he shared about what, how it changed his life to become a dad and what was the birth of his child. And it was just magical. And I shared about what it was, how I managed stress. These are people who did not know each other and they're sharing these personal kinds of things. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. People share. One woman, she came, I, again, another person I did not know at all. She came up to me at the end of the night. She wasn't in my group. And she said, I shared something I haven't shared in 20 years. And I am so happy, which in my mind, that's crazy. Like, who does that? But it happened on a regular basis. Another woman said, she's a mom. She works part-time. She has young kids. And she's like, I really didn't want to come because I was so tired. But once I came, I felt like it recharged me. It re, she literally said it recharged my soul. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing on your website, you do talk about team building and how people who've spoken about using it at retreats. And so, you know, we're talking about connecting in some very yeah. different ways. So it's business as well as, as so social absolutely. connection. Now, Gina, it's, it's really interesting what you've been telling us that people are opening up and really intense and unexpected ways, there has to be something about this game that makes that possible in in how you designed it. So tell us a little bit about how Over Coffee provides the safe structure that people feel comfortable diving deeper and revealing themselves and and vulnerable and, and actually listening, even to strangers. Yeah. And I've thought about this for a while. Like, why is that? So basically, you can play with two people, but ideally play with four to six people. And there's 35 topic cards, which four subtopics. And they have everything from marriage and divorce to books to sports, holidays, but end of life, mental health, really anything. So I call it one person's going to be the storyteller, and they're going to answer one of those subtopics. But what makes the game safe is everybody else at the table will draw three random verb cards. So the game includes the top 100 verbs in English, which if you think about it, remember the game was originally a bilingual game. And then when somebody shares, the next player to their left is going to ask a follow-up question using one of their verb cards. So a few things about that. Because all I can do is ask a follow-up question, I'm truly listening. Because I have to try to use one of these random verb cards, now I'm really listening because I can't just rely on these automatic questions that come up up into our head. And it's those questions with these random verb cards take the conversation in a more interesting, creative way. So then the storyteller will respond. The next player to that person's left will uh, will ask another follow-up question. And then the storyteller will respond. And then you do it a third time. So the conversation goes deeper. And with that, I found that one of the things I've discovered is that it's the first line that somebody says is never the real story. So much more behind that. And I, oh, sure. And I can give you an example if you'd like. Sure. 
So remember that blind date I told you about? So his buddy was from the Northwest and he shared something about like how he was not for abortion, which kind of surprised me. But after the follow-up questions occurred, he had shared that he grew up poor. His mom had several abortions and had shared them with them as a young kid. And so I really understood from his perspective how scary that was and how how that would affect, like it's personal. So instead of feeling distance or judging the guy, I had compassion and empathy for him. And I think that's so important in today's world. Like when I think about, I mean, I think we all need to talk. Like we we should not be talking to people who we just agree with. We need to be talking with people who we disagree with. And in those conversations, our conversations will evolve and morph. And people talk about that often. They When you start talking or answering some of these questions, you'll find the thing that you think you had in your head isn't all worked out. And it begins to change and alter. And that's kind of the beauty of the game. Yes. Another piece that's really important is for anybody who's listening going, oh, my gosh, I don't really want to be that vulnerable. How could I be that vulnerable? What is it that you would say to those people, especially at work? We want to make sure that we're in safe environments. Okay. Well, first of all, you don't have to pull those cards. You could take those cards out. Like, if you don't want to talk about that stuff, just take them out of the, guard, out of the game. But you can talk about something as simple as the holidays. So I was playing in a business. They're called The Woods Project. They're a nonprofit that takes underprivileged youth backpacking. I think there's five of us total playing. And we were just starting with the icebreaker. And the woman had shared um, next to me, who was Caucasian, and she shared what was the weirdest thing she'd ever eaten. And I just kind of unknowingly, I just thought, okay, well, she's not going to have anything to add, whatever. We'll listen, we'll go through the... But as she answered the follow-up questions, I discovered that she's been to China. She just she she just really came alive for me. But more importantly for me, because that has not just happened once, this has happened a few times when I played the game, I found that I judge white women harshly. And now that I know that I'm very, I'm aware of it and I can be responsible about it prior to the game. I didn't know that. And it's it's a little embarrassing. Okay. Cause that's interesting because of course you are Caucasian. I think you're talking about coming up to our own biases and experiences as well. And that's how we can change the world. We started this whole episode talking about can a card game really change the world? Maybe so. If we have more of these kinds of conversations where we're inviting and we're also listening. Yeah. And even if we interrupt each other sometimes, we're still listening. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will speak more with Gina Scurry, the creator of Over Coffee Games, about immediately useful ideas for getting the most out of the Over Coffee Game. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and we're on the web at businessadvance.com. At BAI, we focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase the momentum it takes to create game-changing results. No pun intended. 
Have you ever wondered, if so many CEOs think it's important to lead for business transformation and long-term growth in the rapidly changing world, why can it be so challenging to break the orbit of the status quo? As an author and advisor to visionary CEOs who often face mysterious pushback to their big ideas, that was the question that sent me on a long search for answers. So, what's the secret of the great leaders? The successful visionary leaders I call growth igniters? The ones who are able to ignite game-changing business growth over and over again? What's their secret? They're able to anticipate and embrace the hidden leadership dynamics that can naturally emerge in uncharted territory. How do they do this? Well, that's what I share in my keynote, Break Orbit, Achieving Long-Term Growth in a Short-Term World. Go to PamHarperSpeaks.com today to find out more about Pam's keynote and her availability to speak at your next leadership conference or executive retreat. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been speaking with Gina Scurry, the creator of Over Coffee Games, about how her game can help a wide variety of people create conversation for connecting in really surprising ways. Gina, tell us how people can find out more about you and Over Coffee Games. Well, you can find out about me at my website, overcoffeegames.com, or you can also purchase my game on Amazon. And you can find more information and links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 291, and scrolling down to resources. So we are at the part of our episode where we like to talk about the three immediately useful ideas, in this case, for getting the most out of over coffee game. And Gina, we're going to discuss this one at a time. So if you're thinking about this, we started to talk a little bit about the mindset that it takes to play this game in a way that really creates meaningful conversation. What would you say that mindset would be? I think the question took me by surprise a little bit because I think people really do want to know people. It's very rare I meet somebody who's a no. And if they're a no, I don't recommend they play the game, to be honest. Well, I no, I take that back because several men have come and they said they didn't want to come, but when they came, they loved it. But the point is, I do believe people want to be known and they want to know people and, and they naturally are curious. The structure of the game provides that naturally. It's not like you have to do anything. There is, it, you walk into that structure. If we're thinking about an immediately useful idea, it would be to make the suggestion and to invite somebody. Oh, yeah. To play a game. Because I remember when we were all together at Heroic Public Speaking, you were very, very careful about it. At least to me, you were. You know, we're sitting around a table in a restaurant and we're waiting for dinner to start. And you said, I have a game. Would you like to play it? <laughs> we said, yes, we really want to play a game. We're, you know, we're hungry and we're, we're really interested in doing something besides sitting and just staring at each other and making small talk. And I think we were all curious. Yeah. So you got us to be curious and you opened it up at an appropriate time when people might be open to playing a game and finding out more about each other. So what's another practical idea, Gina, for actually getting this game rolling 
and helping people get into it and get into the flow of discovering what they want to reveal and using those verb cards to create meaningful questions. So I'm thinking about business and I'm also thinking about personal. When I think about business, I think about there's different departments. And I really, it, I believe it makes a difference if you bring people from those different departments together and from different groups, like people who don't know each other and play the game, because then you create a sense of community, a sense of connection. And when people have that experience, they feel connected to the company they're working with. And there's, there's this, just a sense of trust where you want to you want to see each other you want to work with each other you want to you're more willing because of the game you're more willing to say what you're really thinking because you have that experience during the game and then the other thing i'm thinking about is because i do these monthly potlucks i really invite anyone and everyone from the police officer that pulled me over to my mailman i promise you i do strangers who sit right next to me in the coffee shop. And I literally just, I mean, my daughter was horrified by the police officer because she was with me. I was like, hey, by the way, I have a game. I do this monthly potluck. I'd love for you to come. Can you give me your number? And I'll send you a text because I just sent him a text invite. And she said, okay. Now she has not made it to the game, but it literally is like that. Like if I'm at the gym and I just think, God, I, I'm doing this potluck. Would you like to come? And they... They say yes. And I tell them it's BYOB to keep my expenses down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I make yeah. tostadas. They were welcome to bring whomever they want, and they do. And I think we love meeting new people, and people are hungry for this experience. Yeah. So, setting the context. And, Gina, it's interesting you talked about bringing people together from different groups. Uh, years ago, when I was working in my corporate job, I led one of the first uh, cross-functional teams in my large corporation to successfully develop and, and bring to market a product. And at first, we it was cross-functional. We had some three- and four-hour meetings where people were just yelling at each other. No, you can't do it that way. Blah, 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 blah. And it took us a while to come together and gel and, and learn to trust each other and actually speak up and listen in a meaningful way. I wish going back that we had had something that was not terribly expensive, not terribly time-consuming to do to help ease some of that tension so that we could actually say, yeah, these people actually have something to contribute. We should listen. I mean, it really does. I remember one woman sharing about how she does art and I paint myself. So when she talked about it, I just felt I could relate to her in a different way. Like I could relate to her and talk to her. It also brings to mind that in one of the companies that I worked for in my corporate career, we had different functions that would come into a lunchroom playing games. Software engineers would play hearts and the hardware engineers would play Uno. And it was a way for people to socialize. And so this is just one more of those ways that you can do that. So let's move to a third immediately useful idea. We've talked about having that spirit of curiosity and ways that people can feel safer talking. What's a third, what's a third thing that you would recommend? 
So I've thought about this also because one day I want to get what I'm learning out of the game and take it into real life, right? You can always just start a game wherever. But so one of the practices I started doing is drawing three random verb cards and writing them on the palm of my hand. And then I'll start a conversation with a friend. And it could be something as simple. How was your day? How was your weekend? And when they start talking, I tell myself, my job is to ask a follow-up question, trying to use one of these verb cards. If I can't, then I'm to ask a question any help. But I am not to fix it. I'm not to say, wow, that's amazing. How cool. Because it was just in the conversation. And I've done this a few times and I've been really surprised how much more connected, like how more enriching that experience is. And I, and I, and I believe the practice of connecting with people takes practice, but think about just practicing 10 minutes a day. You don't have to do it all the time. And so using a verb card here. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What would success depend upon? Depend is the word. I think so. One of the things it depends upon is I think you got to be willing to take time. It can't be a check mark. So often we use our conversations to check the box, check, say hello, how's your birthday, happy birthday, but to really be present, to be creative, and to listen. And that's if you're willing to do that, you'll have enough, you'll probably be surprised by what comes out of the conversation. Well, Gina, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for being our guest on Growth Igniters Radio. Well, thank you, Pam and Scott, for having me. It's just an honor, and I really love your podcast, and thank you so much. Oh, Gina, thank you. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To contact us and get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, go to growthignitersradio.com. Select episode 291. Until next time, this is Pam Harper. And Scott Harper. Wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to think about. How could I and the people I know benefit from creating deeper connections if we're willing to allow others to see us? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.